Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi everyone, welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life. Today I have Jay LaRae on the podcast. So Jay LaRae, welcome. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. So start by kind of telling me, um, so first off, you're an Army spouse. So tell me what that's been like for you. Well, it's been quite a wild ride. Uh, (laughs) So I refer to myself as a late career male spouse, meaning that I did not meet my husband until he was about 10 years into his service. And so when I met him, there was a lot to learn very quickly. (laughs) It was definitely the fire hose effect. Um, But that also meant that I didn't experience a lot of the cornerstone military life experiences until like just in the last two years. I didn't experience a deployment for a very long time. I didn't experience a promotion. I didn't, uh, there was a lot that, um, I mean, we did PCS a lot, so I got that, (laughs) but (laughs) there was a lot that kind of felt like was missing. And I had a really hard time relating to a lot of other military spouses for, a long time. Um, but now it's been seven years and yes, he is active duty army and it's, I can't believe it's only been seven years. It feels like it's been a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how it started. That's how it is. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so, you know, it must be such a weird feeling to, you know, coming in later in the career because you don't get those, you know, special moments, like even the promotions and, you know, the events, like the um, company events and stuff like that, you miss out on all of that, you know, in the very beginning. And, you know, those are pivotal career moments too early on. So it must be like a weird feeling coming in later. It was absolutely weird. And he had so much, uh, so much of his career in those first 10 years was Iraq, Afghanistan, right? like on the ground infantry officer. And so uh, it just felt kind of like a foreign concept to me meeting him and hearing his stories and about his service and his experience, because I never thought that I would let alone date, like I never thought I'd date anybody in the military, but let alone marry them. Um, yeah. I had dated like one Marine who went to basic prior to this relationship when I was really young. And I was like, I'm out. I'm not doing this. <laughs> this is no, 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 no. Oh um, but yeah, just uh, the learning curve was gigantic. And that's how I like to describe it. And and many of the military spouses I was surrounded with uh, when I first entered this lifestyle had been doing this for a decade or more. Um, So they not only were more experienced in their marriages, but they were more experienced in the lifestyle and were making it look really easy. And I know that they were struggling because we all struggle, but 
they could, it felt to me like they could do anything and I could do nothing because I didn't have anything to base it off of. So it was, it was a lonely few years there in the beginning, I would say. (laughs) Kind of beneficial that you missed out on those Iraq Afghanistan years because, you know, those are tough deployments. Like, really. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it is kind of beneficial that you missed out on some of that. But, you know, it's still, it's challenging coming into it and being like, all right, well, I have no idea what I'm doing. All of these people around me, you know, seem like they have it all together. Like you said, you know, everyone kind of puts on that, you know, that front because you have to, you have to look Mm -hmm. like you know what you're doing. You have to kind of pretend some days it's that whole concept of fake it till you make it. But you know, it's still challenging throughout every aspect of life, no matter where in the journey you are. Yeah. And I, th- I like to think back, I like to relate this back to identity a lot because there are so many military spouse experiences, especially those I was meeting, you know, when I first joined the lifestyle that, um, that was such a huge portion of their identity. And so they could kind of put on that front of like, I have it together and this day may suck, but I'm, you know, gonna, gonna buck up and get everything done type of attitude. And I didn't, I mean, I was like a wholly defined person before I met him and I had just finished my master's degree and I was about to enter a career field. I was super stoked with where life was going And I had never had the experience of someone telling me, you're going to move here. You're going to live there for that many number of years. And then you're going to move again. And a deployment is kind of hanging over your head and you can't do anything about it. And not to mention the trainings and the TDYs and, and all of those other things that, that go into it. And I'd never had any experience like that. It's such a unique experience, um, being a military spouse. And so, yeah, I would say those first few years were lonely because I didn't feel like I could um, relate to a lot of the spouses who are, which by the way, like now my friends. So oh, <laughs> it, it worked out like it worked out in the end, but I, I felt yeah. very, um, uh, I felt very like it was a ton of imposter syndrome. It was, it was a ton of identity shifting and it was also a ton of figuring out, well, how can I still be my own person? I don't want to be that typical military spouse who makes this their life. It's the center of everything. And so how do I still be me? How do I do what it is that I want to do and and keep my own ambitions while balancing this new title underneath my umbrella of already existing titles? Um, And not to mention one of those titles was becoming a stepmom. So entering, <laughs> entering a blended family, um, while entering a new lifestyle, um, that was a whole hell of a lot at once. <laughs> oh my gosh, for sure. What is it like, you know, co-parenting, but also like raising military kids? Cause that's a whole new ball game in itself. Yeah. And I, I love that you're asking that because that's the part I want to talk about on your podcast, like being a military child and, and having that experience. I, I feel like their experience is so fractured and disjointed. A lot of the time they live with us full time right now, but they had been living with their mom full time 
And so anytime we PCS, we were doing that as a couple and mm-hmm. it's always over summertime, which is the best time to visit children. And so they would get right. pieces here and there of that, but they wouldn't really understand the big picture because they were so removed from the day-to-day military life aspects. Yeah. It's not until this assignment together as a family unit here that they have really gotten a taste of that. And so for the co-parenting that you mentioned, like that um, is going to be a difficult process for anybody. And then when you add on to it, that one of the parents in that co-parenting unit cannot control where it is that they live and where they're going next is bananas. It yes. doesn't make any, it doesn't really make any sense to anybody. So we all, uh, we all do our best, but yeah, yeah they, they haven't been, um, they haven't been like super close to the day-to-day before they were so young when they experienced the divorce. And so they don't really have like, you know, an idea of what military life was like back then versus now. And I wish we could bring them on and ask them these questions. <laughs> kind of speaking for them in this case. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you see it from a different aspect too, as you know, this stepmom and, you know, where you had lived the life of being the military spouse and you have, you know, experienced it for so many years now and then bringing kids into it that are not like, you know, they're not infants. Like, you know, you can't raise them in the lifestyle. So it's definitely, it's a culture shock to everyone in this aspect. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. not only moving to a new place, a new location, but also moving into a household that is completely flipped upside down from a civilian household where constant deployments, like constantly, you know, having a parent gone and, you know, different lifestyles and everything in between. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that we've been, we've been very lucky regarding deployments and that that is not a regular um, quote unquote threat in our household. (laughs) Um, I mean, we, we did just experience an 11 month deployment before moving here to Rome, Italy. So that for them, like their dad being, far, far away in a completely different time zone. And yet they don't have, they would have to connect with me in order to connect to him. That's a whole, that was a whole messy thing. Um, But yeah, coming here and experiencing culture shock of being in another country, honestly, is the bigger issue right now than the culture shock of the lifestyle. I think that everyone is just too exhausted and depleted to even address the lifestyle culture shock because it's, <laughs> it's, but I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because it is there. Um, you know, like my husband is TDY right now, for example, solo parenting for the next few days. Yeah, They've never been, they've never really been in a situation where it's me. I'm the primary parent when he's away. So um, we've gotten a lot of that since we've been here in Rome, Italy. So they're like, we're all like a little more comfortable with that. Um, but when we first got here, my goodness, like in the first two months that we were here, he went TDY like three or four times. Wow. I was like, what is this? I was like, what? 
<laughs> like we just moved to another country. We're all adjusting. And now like you're leaving. I know he can't control it, but it, it was right. still just like very, it was very uh, intense. Yeah. Super intense. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like hard for you to understand that aspect too, but then hard for the kids to understand it because they're like, well, we're kind of finally just living with dad. Like we get the chance to live with dad. Not only is that happening, but we're in another country, which, you know, I've heard Italy is gorgeous itself, but still once you're moving there, it's like, all right, like where's like my comfort zone of, you know, America. (laughs) But then also, it like, doesn't exist. That's the I answer. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't get every, like all the luxuries you have here, you don't have there, but it's just a whole new, it's a whole new shock that you're living in. Yeah. And so anyone listening to this is probably like, uh, yeah, so why would you do it? <laughs> why would you like, why would you put them through yeah. that? And, and I think the ultimate goal for us in this year or maybe more that they are with us is just exposure. Right. And I've been, I've been trying to remind myself of that more and more when things do get really tough on the parenting side is just that they, they might hate it right now and they might be really struggling, but hopefully when they look back on it, when they're older, they'll see it through a different lens of like, I'm so glad I got that opportunity to be exposed so closely to another culture than my own. Like my worldview was, was expanded by having done that. And even if dad has to leave, sometimes it's better living with him and getting the time that we do get with him versus being at home and like never seeing him because he lives in Italy, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) yeah, you kind of have to weigh, you know, the pros and cons sometimes because, you know, while living the military life kind of sucks from all aspects at some points, you know, it's the most beautiful lifestyle out there in my opinion. Like you get so many different experiences and, you know, you can, like you were saying with exposure, you can expose yourself to so many different cultures, areas. Like, I know people who have lived in, like, you know, Italy and, you know, all of those, like, Germany overseas locations. It's so easy to just travel to other countries. Like, you're not stuck there. Yeah. You can just travel while. I know. We were, <laughs> yeah. We were and just in Slovenia, like, yeah. less than two weeks ago. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can just say, hey, we're going to take, you know, it sounds so weird to say it, but you can say, hey, we're going to take a day trip (laughs) and go to another country. Yeah. Do that. No, and that, that opportunity is, is definitely so precious and it's not one that I ever want to feel, uh, like I'm not taking advantage of and, um, and blessed to have in the first place. It's one of the reasons why we sought after an assignment overseas. Um, and so I, I think it's wonderful that they are getting that exposure, even if they're not liking every moment while it's happening and they are struggling with the culture shock. Hopefully, you know, when they look back on it, they'll be, they'll be appreciative of it. I don't know. I'm just the, I'm just the stepmom. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm trying to like, I, I try to impart 
lessons and wisdom and those kinds of things anytime that I can. And I think I was really fortunate that when I met them, they were four and six. And so they were still very small. They were still really malleable. They were still really um, open to new people coming into their lives. And I, I think like, I, I don't know. I think the universe, I guess that I met them <laughs> when they were young. Yeah. Because if I met them now at 12 and 14, this would not be happening. They would be like, <laughs> barriers would be up, <laughs> you know, they're like in their hormonal, like preteen, <laughs> you know, like it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the same. And I have to remind myself too. I was like, whenever they treat me just like how they treat their mom, that's a good thing. Right. Even if it sucks to be the recipient of that sometimes it's a, it's ultimately a good thing because it means that they feel safe and comfortable enough to express that in some way. So yeah, it's a lot to receive it. And also (laughs) I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) Right. And because you're the military parent, like you're the military spouse parent, you know, sometimes it gets that aggression and anger gets taken out on you because it, of situations you can't even control. Like, you know, their dad, your husband can't control the situations that he's placed in. Like you sign up for this job, you sign up for this career, you sign up, you basically sign your life away to the government, like seriously. And you have no (laughs) control over anything of what you do. And, you know, that's hard from a child aspect to understand it too. So like, I remember being so upset with my parents for moving us to Florida when my dad retired, like everybody wants to move to Florida. So, you know, Florida's like this dream luxurious place, but then it's like, all right, well, you know, my friends aren't here. You know, my school isn't here while I have all of these new things here. I don't have, you know, all of these things that I'm used to from Texas. But then when we moved to Texas from Ohio, I was also upset because again, no friends, no school, like not the same. Like I made new friends, I made new school, whatever. But you know, I didn't have what I had in Ohio with me in Texas. Then I didn't have what I had in Texas here with me in Florida. And from the child aspect, it's so hard to understand that. And it's so hard to know that and know that it's not necessarily your parents' fault you know, it's just the career they signed up for. Yeah. And I think what, I don't think we've had to have this conversation recently, but I do remember him describing this when they were a little bit younger in that, you know, parents have to work. Yeah. That's just a reality. Your dad's job is different though. Yeah. This isn't like you can opt out of something, you know, someone poses a business trip and you say, you know, I can't really make this one. I have to take the next one that shit doesn't exist here. <laughs> like it's you get like you're going. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You get every single opportunity. <laughs> every <laughs> opportunity. Yeah. Um, yes. And so I've, I've heard him, you know, describe it to, that way to hopefully give a little bit more context of like people in the military cannot say no. Right. This is not an option. This is a directive. Mm-hmm. And that's, I could, I mean, I feel for you being a kid in that situation and just not understanding 
that that there's a difference between those two things. And like, well, you know, this other person's dad like gets to do whatever he wants, or, you know, you make it up that they get to do whatever they want (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Um, But it's, it is really hard for them to understand. And I think, you know, we just try to take those, those moments as much as we can that we do have together as the unit and as the family and solidify those in their brain more than the times where, you know, he's TDY and their stepmom is like doing their best and probably not doing a really great job, but doing her best. (laughs) Well, and doing your best is the way to live this life because if you're not, you know, doing your best and giving your all in every single aspect, that's when you're going to fail. And even though you might feel like you're failing when you're doing your best, you know, you're doing your best at least. Like what more? Yeah. Can- <laughs> like, I know, I know. I try to, <laughs> I try to remind myself like every way that you're feeling right now is how all parents feel, you yeah. know? And because you're a step parent, there's, um, there's an additional layer there of like, I've never done this before. And there's these other parents who have a proven track record of having done this before. And so I'm, I'm learning and not to say that first time parents aren't also learning as they're going, right. But the kids know what it's like for them to be parented by the others, by their birth parents. right? Right. And so when you come in and you have different, you know, um, you have different morals and values and ideologies of how things could be or should be. And they directly oppose what they're used to. And also that would be you doing your best yeah. because that's something you've taken from your own childhood and like the own parenting experience that you received as a kid. And you're just operating from that space. It is like, it's tough. I don't know any other way to. I, I don't know any other way to put it. And I yeah, I well, do try to tell. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I think that's like the military life in general because you're like, yeah, I don't know what to do, but I'm trying, and you know, you yeah. have all of these ideas and thoughts. Like you just you said you got your master's and you had this whole career plan, and then you know here comes the military and just flips it upside down. Yeah. An absolute flip, Um, (laughs) which is such a, you know, it's such a common, it's a more common experience for military spouses to go through now because you are more and more, there are people marrying service members who do have fully formed identities and had jobs and careers and, and, and all these things um, prior to entering the lifestyle. But, you know, I do, I do feel like the inexperience of the lifestyle met with at the intersection of also the inexperience of being a parent and stepping into a blended family situation was too much like at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, I can't change it. Obviously that's just, how it <laughs> happened. Um, I'm not going to go back or anything. No, but. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but those two things at once was, was very, um, informed each other to me like they it's just it was just a back and forth like teeter-totter situation of like which one is harder today they can't both be just as hard because that that's when you break (laughs) 
Yeah. So <laughs> how yeah. can you, how can you like try to balance the scales as much as possible? Um, but yeah. I myself grew up in a blended family. I had and have step parents, step siblings, a half sibling. Um, so in many ways I was exposed to this from a very young age, kind of feel like I was built for it. It makes sense that I met somebody with kids, wasn't seeking that out, but it just, you know, it just kind of makes sense now that, yeah, yeah, it was supposed to work this way. Um, and you know, I think, I think talking about blended families in the military, like in the military lifestyle is so important because any family is experiencing, um, circumstances that make it difficult for them to stay together. And when you add multiple households to that equation, that's like times 10, like trying to keep everybody together. So it's, I I thank you for letting me just talk openly about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and see, like, that's what this is, this podcast and this platform is for, like, you know, sharing the stories that don't get shared and the struggles and the heartache and everything that comes with the military life that, you know, you think of and you don't even think of. So yeah, like, thank you for sharing. (laughs) Of course. And I, I know I'm not the only one. Like I know, I mean, I know of other military spouses who like stepped into family systems, existing family systems as well. And like, or, you know, adopted. Um, And so it's, it's, it's a different experience and we have a lot of overlap and a lot of things are the same. And also (laughs) yeah, being a step, being a step parent is, is an interesting lane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the last question I always like to ask, and you can kind of take any aspect on this you want, but what advice would you give to somebody else, another military spouse who's in your shoes? Yeah, I love to speak. I love to speak to other late career male spouses in particular because I just obviously I know that experience so well. But if you're like me, where you were entering this lifestyle later in life and later in your spouse's career, um, I my advice or my permission slip, which is what I try to say on my podcast, is like (laughs) you don't, (laughs) you do not need to know everything. No one expects you to know everything. That pressure is self-imposed. Um, and it's hard to see it's hard to see through the forest sometimes on that because there is so much knowledge that you need to gain in order to do this quote unquote right or do it to the best of your ability. There's so much information that you need to acquire. Um, but nobody's expecting you to have that information right off the bat and to just like know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. So I think my, my, my piece of advice is just to like, it, it's to catch yourself when you find yourself falling in that trap of, I should already know this. Oh, we've done this before. Why can't I get this down? Or why am I having a hard time with this piece of information? But that other spouse isn't, and they're just like blowing it off. And, you know, it's in those moments where I, I hope that you adopt a little more self-compassion for yourself. Yeah. Cause you, you really are doing the best that you can. I, 
there's not one doubt that I have that you're not already doing the best that you can because willingly saying yes to this lifestyle, not actually knowing what it is the hell you're getting into, it takes a special kind of human being. So you are the type of person who's already doing their best. So please. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, I think that's great. But thank you again so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story and sharing your experiences and what it's been like for you. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's really special to get to talk about the parenthood aspect in particular. So I appreciate it. Yes, for sure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.